We're going to go live. We'll be live. Okay. Yeah, we're, we are live. I feel a lot better with the current equipment setup than I have ever felt. Oh, just because the headphones? I yeah. hear you in my ears. I hear myself in the ears. And I feel like I'm having a conversation that's being recorded. Yeah. I mean, there is something to wearing the headphones. It feels good. You feel I feel more good. locked in. Yeah. You don't look as good. Like you, yeah. f- not like, you know, not like physically, but like five minutes ago, you had the headphones on and you looked oh, like I a know. Yeah. professional recorder, a uh, uh, podcast you know, sort of yeah, engineer. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying my best to look professional. Well, I think you just need the headphones. I think you need to be wearing a pair of headphones. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to wear a pair of headphones to listen to myself talk. Why not? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, there's no point. You weren't. Did you wear a pair of headphones last week? The past several weeks, I've been wearing those headphones. This is the worst podcast uh, conversation that's ever been had. You say that every podcast. <clears throat> it's never the worst. Showtime. Kevin, how are you? I'm pretty good. You know, Weather's nice. Yeah. Too nice? Nah, not too nice. It was kind of hot there? today. It's yeah. really hot. I've been really enjoying riding my bike into the office. It's been cool. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. Kevin, I feel like you're like me. Like We're sweaters, you know? Like we, we, oh, yeah. When the weather gets up there, you know, we're, we're bigger boned guys. Yeah, that's why my shirt's always off when, I'm, when I come into the I office. I love that about you, Kevin. My, one of my favorite things about Kevin is that he treats the office like it's his, you know, it's it's his bedroom. And there's, you know, whether the, there's zero people, two people, nine people in the studio, there is a solid chance that Kevin's going to walk in the door, no shirt, fully, fully sweating it up. Okay, can we normalize walking into the office with no <laughs> shirt on? No, it is a work environment. What work environment have you ever been in where you could just walk in totally topless here's a here's a rebuttal of that what work environment have you ever been in where uh we got moving boxes and well this, that's a, <laughs> that's a, so what kevin's referring to is the fact that so i just moved to a new apartment and my new apartment is down the block from the studio the studio that used to hold and house employees for our business but those employees now work all across the country and do not even live in Brooklyn. Some of them do, but a lot of them don't. And so the only people coming to the studio are me and Kevin. And that's mostly to record this podcast. I'm coming here to work. And so I was, when I was moving out of my apartment, I had to put a lot of stuff into storage. I have a storage unit, but then there was some stuff that was too big for the storage unit. So my two questions were one, do I put that stuff into, do I get a second storage unit? Absolutely not. Or do I just take some of that stuff and bring it to the office? No, I mean, it, the logic checks out. I would do the same thing. Exactly. I'm so, just giving you a hard time. But I do think we need to sell the maroon tables right there. Oh, oh yeah. This is we, there's so many fucking tables. We this got is good podcasting. Fucking, I mean, we got four, like four very long tables in here. We have five dining room tables in here or five like- Oh, comp- shit. Conference room tables. We do have five tables. And we have a couch now. We also want, you know, <laughs> I will say it is a bit odd. You know, having a couch and some extra tables. The couch is sick. Is good. Um, having Christmas lights feels a bit random in a box that just says, like, yeah. Christmas. We've got three shoe racks. We got a couple. Yeah, we got a, a, a wardrobe, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is is beautiful. These, but these are, it's all nice stuff. I would, I'd gladly... Take it off of my hands? Uh, not now. I don't have any space for it. This but. is a chance. Um, this box behind me is particularly funny because it says too small doesn't fit. So that's just clothes that 
don't fit uh, me anymore, but I don't want to get rid of them. Someday, maybe though. Those are aspirational yeah. clothes. Yeah, I keep those around. Yeah, but yeah. you don't. You know, when you gotta when you move, it's like that moment where you're like, okay, why am I holding on to this clothes? What these you know articles of clothing taking up space? Yeah. When to be honest, I'm not getting into some of that stuff. Should I some get tuxedos? on put them on Depop? See if you can get. Yeah, you know, some part, some of it you want to sell, and then some of it's like, you know what, maybe one day I'm going to get back into it. True. All right, circling back to why I come into the office without a shirt on is because <laughs> it's fucking hot, and I bike like four and a half miles into work. I'm aggressive about it. I'm sweating. I'm having a good time. My shirt is off when I'm biking, but if I were to put my shirt on immediately when I got in the studio, I would just sweat through it, and I'd be stinky all day. I come in here without the shirt. You know, I'll chill out for a minute, try to stop sweating. And then I'll put the shirt on so I don't have to sit in my own sweat all day. No, I mean, the logic checks out. But I mean, it it is an interesting question about other employees in the office and whether they're comfortable with a a topless Kevin sitting at his desk without... Has anyone ever complained? We've gotten no uh, complaints to HR. No complaints, yeah. Um, And yes, um, I think to me, actually... um, it's it's oddly brings me joy because it reminds me of a time before COVID when we had a full team and a staff of employees working in an office and Kevin would come in without a shirt and we'd all laugh and laugh and now it's just me and you know what I gotta say when you did come in the other day dripping sweat topless I was like damn it's hot out there it's like Kevin's um you know it's like it's your Kramer you know what I mean it's like your entrance you kind of yeah. open up the door. And you're sweating and you just you've been biking your heart out and, you know, you're ready to do work. Speaking of employees, do you know how hard it is to find the right employees for your business? I have no idea how hard it is. It's the most hardest, I was going to say. It's the hardest thing that I have gone through. It's the hardest part of building a business is finding the right employees, finding the Kevins, finding the Pete's, finding the Ashley's, finding the Ellie's. Those are people that I have hired. And to be honest, those are the people that make the business special. It right? almost sounds like there should be a product that could help you do that. Well, there is. It's oh, called really? ZipRecruiter. And with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one single click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else's. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike any other site, ZipRecruiter doesn't just depend on the candidates and them finding you. It actually goes out and finds the right candidates for your job. In fact, 80% of companies find a quality candidate in just one single day. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by companies of all sizes to find the most quality job candidates. Our listeners, Kevin, yes? Yeah. They can now post their jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Zero dollars, free 99 at ZipRecruiter.com slash front and center. That's free. You can go up there, say you want to start a business, you want to start a beverage company, you want to start a design studio, you got a, 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 a direct-to-consumer hot sauce company, you got ideas. ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your business. And our listeners, for free, can post jobs at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash front and center. Kevin, let's start the show. You're getting almost too good at read at uh, the ZipRecruiter ad copy. I mean, listen, I think that was flawless. That was yeah. the best ZipRecruiter ad I've done. Ten out of ten so far. Honestly, ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter. It's just a fun word to say, ZipRecruiter. Honestly, I think other businesses out there. This is right now. We're we're looking at you. We're talking to the people right now. Not we're, sorry. We're not talking to the people. We're talking to 
We're talking to the CEO. Potential advertisers. Head of marketing, head of business, head of growth. Did you hear that ad read that just good. appeared on this show? That was efficient. That was heartfelt. That was honest. That was earnest. It really that got the relatable. people going. You two can promote your business, your product. We'll promote anything. Absolutely anything. Anything. Within... Within reason. No, anything. If you give us money, we'll promote it. We'll promote it. So this is an ad for us at hello at center.design. Reach out with your with your business. Say, hey, I'll buy Kevin a sandwich. I'll buy you know what? I'll no, buy- we need we need real money. We're not doing we're not or we don't live in the sandwich economy. Kevin, you bring up a good point. That's why you're here. We shouldn't do ad reads for sandwiches. No. Well, I mean it depends who it is. Like if industry wants to give us some sandwiches this for is- ad reads, I would Kevin, you know, we'll be glad to do it. If you're an established sandwich shop and you want to reach out and send us a sandwich for the pod, we'll uh, we'll eat it before or maybe after, depending on the size and the no. We should the eat the sandwich, the sandwich on if someone gives us a sandwich. Th- I mean, ideally, it's a sandwich company, right? Or deli, deli, a deli, yeah. And they're like, we want to promote on the pod. We're going to give you guys sandwiches. You guys eat them on the pod and talk about the sandwiches. That's right, that's, yeah. that's just good content. That's good. All that's right. a that's a whole other show. Maybe that should be the show. Maybe. Could be. Um, Kevin, uh, this is actually, you know, this is one of the later topics in the show, but I think, you know, segue, segue alert. Um, let's just bump it up to the front. Oh, bump it up front and center. Taking it front oh, and center. Oh, baby. Love that. Bring it to get some sound effects in there. You know what? Maybe we're too excited this week. Maybe we need to. Is that a thing? Maybe not. Hard to say. Kevin Batori, Ohio native, waited four and a half hours for a sandwich last week. When was that, Kevin? Last Wednesday, a week ago today. I prob- we probably shouldn't use time and dates on the podcast because you know, that, that doesn't, you know, because then people are going to, their brains are going to be broken. They'll be like, well, that happened and whatever. Listen, we're, we're doing our best. We're trying to turn these out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Let's try not to, maybe, maybe it's best that we don't talk about actual time. But Kevin waited in line for four and a half hours to get a sandwich from Action Bronson, rap superstar, television star, and all around good guy and La Industry. He waited in line for four and a half hours for a $40 sandwich. The question, Kevin, was it worth it? Absolutely. It was a $32 sandwich with an $8... Um, fuck, I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, is it like Zeppelini? It's a Zeppeli, Kevin. A Zeppeli? Yeah. Fuck. It's a Zeppi. A Zeppeli. A Zeppeli? Yeah. And I just made up Zeppi. An $8 Zeppeli. An $8 tiramisu Zeppeli. Okay. That was honestly not very good. Okay. So let's go real quickly. What was on the sandwich? All right. We had a f- huge slab of fried ribeye, okay. breaded. Kevin, Kevin. Breaded Kevin, cutlet Can style. I cut you off real quick? I'm on a, I'm on a new diet. I don't know if you yeah. can tell I'm slimming down. I'm going to need you to read the sandwich a little slower. Okay. Little, can, you, can, you, can you really put your- I'll try. I'm not- it So that I can picture myself eating the sandwich. So I'll Kevin, try my very best. I'm not exactly the best at describing things. Okay. Um, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. Give it your best. Um, basically, basically what we were working with was a very large slab of pounded out ribeye, cutlet fried, breaded and all that jazz, perfectly cooked on top of some semolina bread, the good shit. And you know, Lindustry can make some bread. They got the dough there. Amazing. And then it was topped with green salsa and some very fresh mozzarella cheese. I waited in line for four and a half hours with... A bunch of hype beasts, and I don't even know what who else was in there. A bunch of good people, I guess. I don't know. A bunch of Bronson stands, I'll say. Action um, Bronson community. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of stands. Like he, he's the man. He is the man. People love him here with good reason. He's a, a legend. I was probably the thirtieth person in the line. Damn, give or, give or take. They started serving sandwiches at twelve, and I didn't get my sandwich till like one thirty. CC Sabathia pulled up in a Rolls Royce and just double parked it. Just no fucks. Um, Did he get a sandwich? Yeah, he got a sandwich. Hell yeah. You know, it was a great day. Everybody was getting high, smoking weed. I unfortunately did not bring any weed because I had to go into work afterwards, but I very much regretted that decision. I wish I had gotten stoned. Um, it would have been the responsible thing to do at an Action Bronson pop-up. But yeah, I got the sandwich and, you know, kind of told Alex, told Alex I was going to be really late to work because I was getting a sandwich. And what, shout what? out to him because he was cool with it. I was going to say, I'm not I'm not going to make this, you know, I feel like every week it's now becoming the Alex roasts Kevin on the podcast. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I just want to say, shout out to me for being like, yeah, Kevin, why don't you half the day go get a sandwich? <laughs> Hashtag cool boss. That's right. I mean, listen, I'm not looking for love and appreciation and, you know, sort of um, I'm looking for my kudos here. I'm just yeah, looking kudos for- to you. Thank you, Kevin. It feels good, you know. See, here's the thing: you have a boss that appreciates a sandwich. First and foremost, yeah. let that be known that uh, the the art, the fine art of sandwich making, is high esteem for me. If you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get this like cannoli," or if I was gonna go get some like you know, you know, some other dish, some soup or something, I probably might say, "Kevin, we got to have our priorities here. The business comes first. But again, a sandwich. And, you know, you did send me the Instagram photo of the sandwich so that I was aware of what it I did say I D G A F. I'm getting this. He did. He basically didn't. The, the, the request I might say for next time, if this were to come up is maybe a, Hey Alex, I'd like to go get this sandwich. Is it cool to go take a half a day off from work to get a sandwich? In which case I probably would have said, sure, Kevin, that makes sense. This, that was, was not exactly the approach that you took which was, hey, Alex, I'm going to get the sandwich, which, um, you know, Kevin, it's, again, it's, it's a work in progress. I, you know, I, I do, um, I'm, I'm, again, cool boss. I let you, uh, you know, again, the sandwich looks sick. Did I get a bite? Did I get a, a piece of sandwich? I did not get those things. Um, well, Alex, I'm not going to lie to you. The sandwich was well portioned for about three people, but I waited four and a half hours in line, so and I'm a fucking thing. savage, mm-hmm. so I just ate that whole thing down in 20 minutes and <laughs> honestly regretted it because it was just so much fucking food, so, but I didn't actually regret it because I'm a savage. I had to eat it. I had to eat the whole thing. So um, the sandwich looked great. Thank you for sharing your, your, your sort of experience. There was plenty. There was more than enough to share, and I'm, I apologize for not sharing, Thank you, Kevin. but at the same time, you I'm not actually that. that sorry. Okay. Well, um... Again, I'm looking at the photo right now, and it's mostly because I'm just hungry that, you know, a little bit of regret, you know, it, it's okay, though. You know, there are great sandwiches makers out there. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about on the pod, because, again, this is a great Kevin story. Kevin went to the DMX funeral. Kevin gets a sandwich. You know, this is the type of stuff. This podcast is, you know. Yeah, I got to spread the knowledge. I mean, this is just, you know, we want to hear this type of stuff. This is what the listeners are looking for. They, you know, they want to get opinions on design and hot takes and culture and brands and all that stuff, but they really just want to get a little peek into the day-to-day life of what it's like to be Kevin. And this is great. Kevin's, you know, Kevin's uh, waiting in line for four and a half hours to get an Action Bronson indoor sandwich. So here's the bigger question, Kevin, for the podcast, because, you know, we're, we're thinking, we're big thinkers, you know, mm-hmm. sort of you know, future forecasters, like thinking about trends, seeing the world from fucking four dimensions. Are sandwiches the new sneakers? <laughs> I think yes. 
I think sandwiches they are. are better than sneakers. They're cheaper. You can enjoy them. Well, I guess sneakers are long last longer. <laughs> but I'd rather have a nice sandwich than a oh, fuck. I don't even know if that's true. They're different. It's different. You really came in with a hot take there. Um, yeah, I cooled it off because you know I do. I am in the market for some new sneakers. Actually, go, circling back to last week, those sneakers over there. Yeah, what do you got? Found them in the trash. Well, Kevin is a trash boy. Some, some Nike runners. If anyone knows uh, great places for Kevin to find articles of clothing and things that he can uh, make his life better. But here's the question, Kevin. So people are waiting in line for celebrity endorsed sandwiches. Yeah. Is is this is this the wave? Is this where we're going? Is this like you know? Because like to be honest, like I haven't. I'm I'm never lining up for a pair of sneakers. I'm sorry. Like you know, that's just not that's just not happening. I'm not I'm not going to be out there with the, you know. But you described the 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 line. At the Action Bronson. It was ruckus. It was ruckus, but it was also probably hype beasts, right? Like yeah. you described, you said there was hype beasts. So the dude, the dude in front of me in line was wearing high, high top Air Force Ones with like those stupid fucking spikes on oh. the toe, on the toe box. It was, it was an atrocity. That's trash. But like, yeah, I mean, celebrity endorsed sandwiches is kind of a, is kind of a wave. This is now two in two weeks here in New York where people can go get us. I don't know if Molly Bowser's a celebrity, but like, no, she's a she she's, for sure is. She's legit, and you know, I mean, did I want the Action Bronson sandwich? I did, I did. Do I want the Molly Bowser sandwich? I do. So, like, you know, shout out to them for, yeah. for and and I'm here for it. I'm here for the sandwiches, except for when they're like hard to get, or I got to wait four and a, I'm not waiting four and a half hours for anything. I mean, it was kind of worth it. It was a good time. Yeah, well, you were not working. You were just sitting there. I, actually, to be honest, I was working. I was I, writing copy for Butter. I knew you would. I, you know, that's Kevin. You know, the like... I actually wrote a lot of good shit. Um, I knew that I, you I were a lot of good sit shit there, there in line waiting and not be be working. I was I in a, I was I in a Google Doc. Kevin. I know, Kevin. I know. You were like, listen, I'm not just going to sit here and smoke weed and like, you know, mob out with these fucking... Listen, I could have si- I could have smoked weed... And done some really good work for a weed company that we no. Were- listen, if you're not smoking weed while working on our weed brands, like what are we even doing here, Kevin? Fuck yeah. So you you messed up, but the sandwich looked good. I mean, here's the thing. This is one of the things I've been thinking about for the pod was like maybe we do segments, right? Like I think yeah. because I think you and I talking about stories is great. Like that's the core of the mm-hmm. podcast. Like, but I do think you know we're. I think over time we'll start to develop rhythm. Yeah. Rhythms and, um, you know, sort of the things that we do. And I think one of those things has got to be, what's Kevin up to? Yeah. It needs a name probably. We're good at naming. So uh, we can, we'll bang that one but, out. You know, sort of, again, it's like keeping up with Kevin. That's good. Not bad. So this is a segment that I think we should try to do every week. All right. If, if, That's if, cool. If, if, if it's allotted for, ready? And it's rebrand of the week, which... We are design podcast. Kevin, we're the number one design podcast. Number one. Um, absolutely number one. Shout out to for coming for you. I'm going to bleep his name out. You're going to, yeah, done. Post. <laughs> yeah. There's no need to start beef with him just yet. No, I mean, I don't want to start beef with him, but he is the number one podcast design True. sort of guy. And if you are a challenger brand like we are, we got to have a guy on the fucking target. Yeah, we got to we got to have a guy on the board that we're We got to have for. a guy on the board and that guy is All right, that's fair. And that guy, listen, I don't know him personally. I got no beef with him. He seems like a great guy who does a lot of research for his podcast and we're coming for him. We're coming. We're not doing any research. No research. No research whatsoever. 
That's the motto here. No research. Facts don't matter. Uninformed opinions. That's right. And will the ultimate question will be, do people want informed, researched opinions or do they want just that raw, off the hip? I don't know. I've never listened blazing. to his, I've never ever listened to his podcast. Well. And I tried to a little bit today. He, uh, he's got that very nice voice thing going. It's kind of oh, sounds you like. today? Like I listened, honestly, I listened to like 30 seconds and it just sounded like something I You're bored couldn't really get into. Yeah. It was a snooze fest. Yeah. Shout out to snooze fest. We're coming for you. Number one podcast in design. Hey, maybe maybe someday we can squash this beef. He'll come in on it's ours. Not beef. There's no beef yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But listen. He'll have us on his. We'll have him on ours. No, we don't want him. He's boring as hell. He's not. I mean, we're trying to do an entertaining, fun, listenable podcast. True. Again, we'd love to have guests. If people are listening to the podcast, and they're like, you know what? I'll come on. I'll fucking get in the ring with the boys. Yeah. I mean- Let's let's do it. We need other voices. We need yeah. other opinions. If you want to be on the podcast, send an email to Kevin at center.design. You're really going to open up your personal email yeah. for, for this? Wow. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> well, we know from last week or two weeks ago that Kevin doesn't read his email. So it's there's a chance he may read it. But yeah, I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be fun to have just some... How about this? I feel like designers love podcasts, right? I think it's pretty safe to say that the the circles of podcast listeners and designers are fairly overlapping. And I would imagine that most designers want to be on a podcast, right? They want Everybody to, wants to be on a podcast. Everyone wants to sit in front of a microphone and talk. Yeah. Who doesn't want to have their voice heard? So we're going to, why don't we do that? Why don't we bring on some just designers and be like, hey, where are you from? What do you think? And we'll just do our fucking show and they can just give us their opinions. Yeah. That might be a bad idea, but I'm, I'm open to just bringing, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. We're, we're men of the people. And I think our podcast should be that way. I think we should have, you know, I think we should have everyday, you know, designers or people that are just like out there in the field. Yeah. And like, Sounds why are their cool. opinions any less valid than like some super popular designer? Listen, Alex, you're the number 19 graphic designer in the world. Oh, right man. Now. Kevin, do you want to go there? Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I think we should take a hard left into that, into wow. that topic. Because I was just setting up the like you know, the number one rebrand of the week, a you know, story about, you know, design and sort of like, you know, with the core structure of the podcast. But you want you want to take a left? So Kevin is uh, you know, he's 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 half mocking me, but the truth is, you know, there was an article about gamedesigning.org, the most reputable design website in the world. Everyone knows that. That came out mm, roughly a year ago. It had the list of the top graphic designers in the field. And uh, on that list were legends, you know, you know, Paul Scher, Michael Beirut, um, Stefan Stagmeister, Jessica Walsh, um, and uh, your boy, aka me, I was on that list at number 19. Alex Center, number 19. Number 19, greatest in the world. Obviously, when you think of game designing, you think of legacy, tradition, expert knowledge. And so when I was, when I found that out and I, I was thrilled. And so I had to, I posted it on my, my Instagram. I told, I sent it to my parents, you know, number, you should, you got to print that out, put it on the wall. Number 19, I put it in my, I put it in my bio on Instagram, number 19 graphic designer in the game. When that happens to you, right. It, you know, sorry. Also it was the 19th gra- top graphic designer of all time. So yeah, we're talking about of all time. So th- we're talking about the, the, the goats here. So I'm number 19. And to be honest, it, you know, it feels right. I feel like number 19 is appropriate for me. You know, I feel like that's where I, where, you know, where I belong. And you know what? There's room to grow there. There's room to improve. There's room to go higher. And that's, that's, that's in motivating. That's inspiring. You know, that's like, that's, that's great. And the thing about some of the people on this list, Kevin, 
they're dead. Yeah, they can't do any more work. And they can't do any more work where, again, these are my heroes. These are the greatest designers of all time. But just it's just the fact that they cannot design anymore. They're stagnant. They're they, going to get past. Yeah. I mean, listen, their work is legendary. And to be honest, the Shermayoffs, the Vignellis, the Savils, the Glazers, you know, the, these are people whose work will live far beyond their time on the planet. Does this article have an author? Kevin, don't ask questions about game design. I'm just saying, it's I'm like, just saying we should have them on the pod. Oh, I mean, listen, does the Oscars or does like the Grammys, do they like, they don't say, they don't give away the process and they don't talk about it. But so bottom line is this honor was bestowed to me. 50 top graphic designers of all time. And, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, people in the studio call me number 19. You know, in the streets, they say, there he goes, number 19, you know, salute this man. I should probably get a number 19 jersey. You should. That would be sick. You know, I've been, you know, of course I think about it, you know, every day, you know, how I can get higher on that list. And so. Alex, I've got, I've got quite the segue right now. What do you got? So uh, I think first off, if you're looking to get schooled, by the number 19 graphic designer of all time. Yes. You can go check out Alex's Skillshare oh, at Skillshare.com. Wow. He gives a master class on branding and design. It's a it's a masterpiece. Kevin, you, have you, you learned watched so it? Much. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched it. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. I watch it every day before I come into work. That's right. Um, Kevin, the question that I ask you now is, are we getting too good at podcasting? I think so. Because that was a segue that I just, you know, I'm proud of. I'm really you know, proud of. Maybe also, too far. Here's a double segue for you, Alex. You know who you were ahead of on gaming design? Coming in at number 27 on Whoa. the list. Number 27 on the list. David Carson. David Carson. All right. So we're going to get into the topics now because, Kevin, we've been trying to say we've had too many good segues. But we do have a list of things that we're going to talk about this week. And the first one is David Carson. Let's let's talk about David Carson. We we do have Rebrand of the Week. That's a segment that we announced and introduced and then didn't do. This is um, uh, an actual an actual story that you know touches touches my soul. So basically, a big story. I don't know if it's a big story, but just kind of a thing that just kind of came across my feed. And I watched this over and over and over again. And it was uh, famous graphic designer David Carson, master class spokesperson, where he teaches graphic design kevin can you put a little bit of the clip in here yeah in the let's podcast? go well yeah we'll line it up to right now maybe maybe if i play it loud enough snap to guides we want your mind we don't want your software everybody loves your work you're playing it much too safe you need some people not liking it and then you're probably on to something so that is the the trailer or the commercial for the David Carson uh, Scotia class. And I got to say, I'm not a David Carson fan. I got to put that out there. Like, yeah. that's not my guy. That's, you know, when I was in college, it was a kid in the class and the, you know, he was David Carson was his like hero. That wasn't me. I was a Lance Wyman, Paul Rand, like pentagram, you know, that was more of the things I was into branding versus like David Carson graphic design. A, a certified legend, though. Can't write the top graphic designers of all time without including David Carson. A hundred percent. And that's where I want to give David Carson some credit. And I'm, I wanted to admit that I'm not a fan, you know, just off the top, because I like, I just have never... You're not a, you're not a stan. I just have never really admired his work in the way that maybe I should have. And to be honest, like, part of it was because I want to get real personal into the brain. So I was in communication design class, and one of the kids in the class was like a David Carson, like, stan fanatic. And... That kid was like, he was too good looking to be a graphic designer. Mm. Like he was like, 
like an actual male model. A little jealous. And I was like, that's hit, that like, and he was good too. He was like a good designer. And, and I was like, this guy loves David Carson. And so therefore I kind of was like maybe a little jealous of this kid. And therefore, because he loved David Carson, I was like, fuck David Carson. <laughs> like, fuck this guy's work. Like, you just, you're hating David Carson out of, out of spite. Right out of now. spite. It was a spite. Yeah. It was a spite. And I'm, you know what? Here's the thing. It's been, it's been a number of years and I'm willing to admit that. And I think that's okay. I mean, I think this, that's why the show exists is for me to like understand and maybe come back around on things and, you know, had takes that, you know what? Like people change, people grow, people evolve. And I think I was maybe kind of under underappreciating David Carson because his work I thought was I thought he was the guy that made collages. I'm just not into that type of design. But I gotta say this this commercial like spoke to my soul. Like when he was like, "If everyone loves your work, you're playing it too safe." I was like, "Am I playing it too safe?" You know what I mean? Like it made yeah. me think about my myself and my work and like. You know what I mean? He was saying like, he was like, there's a lot of design out there that's like perfect, but forgettable. And it's like, it really, I was like, man, like we are making a lot of work that people like, like maybe we got to push the envelope. Yeah. Let's fuck it up a little bit. And maybe we got to fuck it up a little bit. And maybe it's like, yeah, maybe we got to push the boundaries, take more risks. And like, I don't know, like maybe David Carson's right. Maybe I am, you know, in the perfection, in the perfection business and i need to be in more in the sort of like yeah boundary pushing business david carson lets it rip so david carson you know like i don't know this commercial like i want to laugh at it because it, it it is a little bit like an snl skit like it yeah. reads a little bit like chloe Feynman doing like <laughs> like doing an, a skillshare or, or doing a masterclass commercial like it's kind of funny like you know especially when it was like never step to grids we want your mind, not your software. You know, that stuff is kind of like, it's it's kind of hokey. And shout out to Dan uh, from Young Jerks for for perfectly memeing uh, this situation. Oh, total dunk. Yeah, I want to eat your brain. Um, which is, again, just Dan, if you don't follow Dan on Twitter, he's the best. Um, hopefully we can get Dan on the pod. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually, like I want to say like I was wrong. And like, to be honest, like, he, you know, I was in, in the, you know, the, the young, immature Alex Center in college was like, fuck this guy. He makes collages. And like, I, you know, I, I stand corrected. Like, you know, and, 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 you know, I think for me, it's like, I'm a graphic designer and like, but our, our work is focused on branding. And like, I think those are slightly different things in terms of like the work that he does and the work that we do as a studio. But, I'm, I'm happy that David Carson is kind of having a resurgence. Yeah, good for him. Kevin, you don't seem that enthused. You want to dunk? I mean, no, I, I don't want to dunk on David Carson. I like David Carson. I like his work. I admired him in school. You did. Um, Okay. I don't really care about design history. I'm gonna say it. Whoa, Kevin, come on. This is, I mean, strike that from the record, Kevin. This is a design podcast. You can't go out there and say you don't care about design history. Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like kind of a designer i'm not totally i'm i think i'm a little bit removed from design these days well i mean listen once a designer always a designer kevin and listen you're part of the design community whether you like it or not and so um no i get it like again like i think david carson like went through like again he was his he's he has a style he has a he has a type of design you know what i mean he has a look he has a yeah. thing and i think in the 90s like 
for like skateboarding and surf magazines that he was working on. Like that was, you know, that was the, that was an era. That was a moment. That was a, that was a mo- a movement. Yeah. He doesn't fit very well into the like Apple design type, like Correct. type wave that's been happening for yes a while. And he didn't really fit into like the 2000s, like gin lane, red antler, like branding sort of like si- simplicity, minimalism, smart water, even vitamin water, you know, like that movement. So I think yeah. David Carson was kind of like a little bit, you know, sort of thrown to the side a little bit because his, his style kind of was, was not kind of what was in. Yeah. He does fucked up shit and it's cool. Like, but he's back. And I he's think that's back. what's cool about this is because, you know, nine, the nineties are back. Right. So David Carson is obviously his aesthetic. Like he defined the aesthetic of the nineties. And so the nineties are all the way back. And so his aesthetic like feels fresh and modern again, because it's been, you know, 20 some odd years, you know, 25, 30 years. So it's like, it's kind of cool that he's back. Um, and I'm kind of happy that he's having a resurgence. Um, he once hit me up on LinkedIn. Oh when, yeah. When I was working at job, when I was working at Coke. Did he connect with you? Yeah. We met in person once. Yeah. Yeah. We met at a design conference and me and like my buddies that were there, like Tosh and Leland and like people that were at, 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 at you know, that I hang out with in the, in the design world, like, we took a picture with him. Like we're all fans, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we're all like, and I said, like I wasn't a fan, but like I respect, I mean, anyone who's worked to find an era or move, you know what I mean? Like his yeah. work is, you know, that dude's a, that dude's a fucking famous graphic designer. And seems so, like a cool dude too. I'd like to get a beer and smoke a joint with him. I don't know if he's a cool dude. I don't, uh, that I don't know if I'll go so far. So, but still, he, he was I'd, super nice to me. I, again, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. David Carson is in a lightning rod of a design sort of conversation and, and, and a person and masterclass graphic design. I mean, here's the thing. He brought that. He brought it. Like, you know, we want your mind, not your software. That's fucking, yeah. that's, that's top tier good stuff. stuff. And yeah, I mean, shout out to him. I mean, like number 27, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, he's got some work to do to catch up to me, but like David Carson is a, he's a legendary, uh, he's a legend. And to be honest, this, this video, I wanted to hate on it. It's super easy to to hate or to to. He's an easy punching bag, but I kind of. I'll be honest, and I call it like it is. I watched it and I was like, "Man, maybe I am doing things too safe. Maybe I do need to Trust fuck you. it oh, up. Fuck. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I do need to bring some of that David Carson energy. So that's a, that's that's a change for me, Kevin. Yeah, I think we could fuck it up a little bit here. I think we we, could, we play it we play it a little safe sometimes. We do a lot of clean things. You know, I think we got a some of our some of our designers mm. could let it rip for sure. Kevin, what if you came into the studio and I was just making collages? We did make collages though one time. Yeah, we did. We've that's got a bunch of boards full of them. That's fair. We did do collages, but then it's like, here's the thing about our work: once we do it for one brand, it's tough to then come back the next week and be like, collages. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. So, um, speaking of uh, designs and brands and systems, let's do rebrand of the week. Is it is the rebrand? Put in the, the music, Kevin. Put in the music. What's the re- rebrand of the week? Oh okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the music right. Yeah I, yeah, I sent you the track. Um, and that goes to Planters. So, um, I think on the show because we are a design podcast and we're here to talk about the things that are happening in brands and design and culture. I think each week we should try to have a rebrand of the week. And listen, if you want to be featured on the podcast and you want to be the rebrand of the week, send it in. And we will look at it. Like send it to Kevin at center.design. Yeah, send it to Kevin and we will do a live critique where we 
you know, maybe we looked at it ahead of time. Maybe we didn't. We'll just do it live. If you want to jump to the front of the line, you know, you can send me a little Venmo money <laughs> at Kevin Batori, K-E-V-I-N-B-A-T-O-R-Y, to jump the front of the line to get your brand on the pod. Kevin, you know, no one is paying to, to be featured, but maybe, maybe in the future, maybe in the future, don't give Kevin any money. Um, no, the, give Kevin some money. I'm editing. I'm editing that out. You know what? It's funny. Like speaking of legendary graphic designers, Stefan Sagmeister, notoriously, he does this on Instagram where he, people submit artwork and he's like, looks cool. Dig it. Nice job. Thumbs up. And sometimes he's like, eh, this isn't working. You know, maybe it could be more legible. Thumbs down or, you know, keep going. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what we do here with this segment, Rebound of the Week, where we just, you know, we look at rebrands and we kind of give them our thumbs up and thumbs down. So the project this week that we're going to be talking about is for planters. Planters is an iconic business established in 1906, uh, most well known for its peanuts. It's snack. It's a snack food company. I think everyone is familiar with it. Cashews, almonds, macadamias, peanuts, walnuts, all nuts, and then also, also cheese curls and cheese balls. Um, Kevin, you definitely grew up eating cheese balls. You love, oh, yeah. you love cheese balls. We got the Uts, big Uts container from Costco. Kevin, no one has ever looked like the kid in the in, oh, yeah. in the classroom that that was for, was a fan of the cheese ball. More we'd than only really do it on vacation. We'd get like the big get the big tub of it, and then we'd be eating them by the pool, and you know, oh god, it's good times. Totally. I mean, Kevin, nothing has ever been more more. It's got a soft spot in my heart for cheese. Of puffs. course you do, but this is mostly about the. The nuts, um, because Planters is is a nut company, and yeah, the biggest one I would imagine. I don't know if there's a bigger one. There's probably other players and other new brands, but but Planters is the one. Um, and it was uh, it was actually acquired by Hormel Foods for three point three five billion, which they bought it from Kraft. So Kraft owned it, and now it's owned by Hormel. So it's a big ass business. Um, and an iconic over 100-year-old brand. And um, this week, it got a rebrand courtesy of our good friends over at Jones, Knowles, Ritchie. The kings of the big brand, you know, this is their thing. This is the, they are the experts at sort of uh, taking the old brand, you know, reducing it down to its core and giving it a little bit of fresh energy while sort of uh, maintaining its sort of their most iconic assets. And so this one was done um, or just came out this week. And um, Kevin, what do you think? It's better than it was. I don't know. It's hard for me to have a, a super hot take on this because I don't really think they pushed it very far. Mm-hmm. I think they improved it considerably. Um, definitely looks cleaner, like the darker blue. But it's not doing it for me, but it's yeah. not not doing it for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty lukewarm on this one. Um I like what they did with Mr. Peanut. I think he looks better now without that uh without the big highlight on him. Um they classed him up a little bit. You know, it all stems from early 2020 when he died in that horrific car accident and then came back to life during the Super Bowl. You know, shout out to Vayner Media for that awful idea. Pretty bad idea to kill Mr. Peanut and bring him back. It made no sense. He's back better than ever. He's grown up again. Um he's animated he's got a voice maybe he always had a voice i don't fucking know you know i would have liked to see some more some more nut puns i think that could have been nice like they've got nuts of distinction you know which is a good it's fine but i think they could have pushed the envelope further on the nut puns 
And that's that's what I really feel like this works lacking. That's what it boils down to. That's my pun. Uh, boiled nuts. Get it? Oh yeah. Um, lukewarm on on the rebrand. Not enough nut puns for Kevin. And to be fair, I agree with you. If I'm reviewing this work from a copywriting standpoint, it's pretty devoid of any character. The only thing that is did give me a chuckle is the nuts of distinction mark and just the idea of sort of the word being nuts. And, you know, the word nut is just kind of, you know, kind of funny. I, I, I'm with you, Kevin. I think the work is good, not JKR great. You know, I sort of give it a seven if I'm being generous, I think it's, it's, it's certainly not bad. I think it's certainly like JKR again, like I, I raised the bar for JKR because I'm like, these guys do this thing better than anybody else does. You know, we talked about Oscar Meyer and we talked about sort of doing this sort of same thing with, with their brand. And, you know, I think that, you know, the team that was responsible for that rebrand did, you know, sort of their best JKR impersonation. And then, you know, and I, and I think that was, you know, sort of, I was lukewarm on that. And this is, this is, you know, JKR sort of doing their thing, right? This is their, this is what they do better than anyone else. And I think this is, is, is good. Um, but it's just, it, it falls a little short for me and it just, you know, sort of, it, it just doesn't have the magic that I think I have come to associate with rebrands like Dunkin' Donuts and, uh, Burger King and, you know, I would be shocked if this was like hugely award-winning work for them, you know, you know, sort of in the way that some of their bigger branding projects have been in the past. Um, things I like, Kevin, um, I like the blue and the, I like the darker blue and the yellow. I agree with you. I think that's a nice, you know, sort of makes it feel a bit more modern. And actually it, it feels kind of iconic, the yellow type on the blue background I, I sort of my brain recognizes that as as planters. I think the type on an angle or the type arch is nice. It feels a little awkward for some reason, but I can't really put my finger on it. Mascots are strange. Mascots are so strange. The word nut is strange. And Mr. Peanut kind of looks odd. He kind of looks 3D, but he kind of looks uh, flat. And his hands are outlined. Look at his hands. Those look weird. Yeah, they do look weird. You know what I mean? And so, like, Mr. Peanut, I think they should have... Here's a hot take. Again, I'm this podcast, I'm coming out pro David Carson, and now I'm going to come out pro Gary V. Oh, wow. Because I think the commercials, the Mr. Peanut died, like, that got the people going. That was classic. It got the ad- people going, but for the just dumbest reason. But that was like classic advertising, like do something buzzworthy, like, you know, it's a Super Bowl and to like kill your mascot. That's fucking dope. Like that's ballsy. I think that was like, I don't know. That was that that broke but through. They, but they didn't kill him. They he came back to life immediately. Well, of course, that's the kind of, you know, that's that. So this is this is what I'm saying. They should have left him. They should have left him. They should. Yeah, they should have left him dead. I'm allergic to, to all nuts with peanuts. So, I mean, for me, you know, you know they can all go you know he 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 does feel odd and i think the whole concept of like mascots or brand mascots and sort of like it just feels dated and feels odd and i do think this idea of like sustenance and substance with swagger just reeks of like big brand like agency trying like they're just, just words they don't mean anything yeah add real substance to life like you're fucking peanuts yeah, you're a snack that people eat when they're fucked up. 
No, they're yeah, but like they're just it's a great snack. Like nuts are the maybe the best snack, but like how would you know? You can't even eat them. No, I could, but I eat peanuts and like yeah, I mean nuts are great protein and good snack, but it's like come on. Add substance to life? Come on. Like that's taking yourself a little bit too seriously. And I think Kevin, you're right. Like, you know, a couple nut puns here and there, nuts of distinction. Like lean into that. That's funny. That's that brings a little bit of uh, character to this brand. And they, I don't know, it just doesn't do it. The packaging is okay. It's probably, it's improved. It's better. But the typefaces feel kind of dated to me. They don't feel super modern or there's nothing there that like gets me like, you know, there's, it's, 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 uh, it's good, but fairly forgettable and i think that's that's uh you know that's that's just i set the bar high for my friends over there jkr and 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 they deserve it because of the work that they've done that's so 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 good and i think this one is you know this just falls a little short seven 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 kind of feels peanuts for me kind of feels a little bit seedy to me seedy what does that mean cd's nuts <sighs> should we just end the podcast right there kevin Wow. I don't even know where we go from there. Is that the end? See you guys next week. Selling quick, fuck niggas wanna check shit tight, no slick. Just bought a Cadillac, took it to the top, top, got the damn top, drop two color flip flop in the red lollipop. But I still got my Glock cock, new money, motherfucker. Don't you see the big dot? Don't you see the big tie? Don't you see the big grills? Wonder who they hating on lately, baby. This hill, Penny Pine Gate, skid seats, call me Dundee. Hoping you. A lot of hoes give me their numbers, but I never call. A real OG, look at VIP and see a nigga ball. Then after we hit the club, baby, I'ma hit them draws. Yeah, I'ma break you off. And that's all. Every freak should have a picture of my dick. Hold over the shits, on not be the click, yeah, just for my dog. Yeah, gangsters, hustlers, wasters, busters. Wait a minute, motherfucker. Rich boys, silly, quick, folk, niggas wanna take shit tight, no snake, just for the Cadillac. Touch a gator on the rear, got peanut butter ice cream, Peter 
Dick to 